0: Hello and welcome to the FEZ show. It is the 9th of June 2020 and we have a lot to talk about today after the shocking news that Pascal Verlein has left Mahindra with immediate effect. Yes, we were expecting it to happen, but I think no one saw immediate effect coming at all. Um, We'll also take a look back at the Race at Home Challenge finale that happened on the weekend. And with me to break all of this down is the one and only Jack Pickering. morning jack
1: Good morning jack yep yeah. Oh yeah, mate it's been it's, it's it it's been a very crazy weekend I uh, uh, we uh, we saw the verline rumors uh something like uh, back end of last week but I think no one I think no one expected that it'd come a, that quickly, and B, for it to be immediate effects. But yeah, yeah. We, 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 we've got a lot of stuff to dissect today.
0: Well, yeah, we had our German sources. They were sort of saying, look, it's going to happen. When it's going to happen, we don't know. So we were like, Phew. there wasn't really much to go on. It was very speculation. And even with the stories from the race and E4MLD, so forth, you know, it was very speculation-based, and it was all on just waiting for it to happen. And, like, it could happen. But... Yesterday, he comes out on Instagram. Now, the reason why he's come out on Instagram and he said, look, I've left Mahindra with a media effect, which sort of like hints at that the rumours with Porsche are true. But what was interesting in that statement was that there was no he's not joining Porsche like immediately. And the reason why, Jack, you know, there he's left immediately is because contracts run out at the end of July. Okay, so contracts run out at the end of July, but we will be racing in August, right? So basically at the end of July, when after the last race, which should have been in London, you know, the 22nd, 23rd, whenever it was of um, uh, in, in London, I think it was a bit later than that. I think I've, I've, I've managed to put a day in the midweek somewhere. But that last weekend, basically, of July, before it went into August, and then they would have had a week where the contracts would have just run out at the end of July on the last day, and then August, they could have signed for anyone. But because now we're racing in August, Jack, potentially to finish the season, contracts are up. So... You know, it's easy for teams to grab people now.
1: Yeah, no. Unlike um, uh, unlike most series, I think Formula E does a certain period, like a, a certain period of of, of contract, like uh, uh, a bit like a bit like you do with your phone. But um, but yeah, it, uh, but yeah, it did mean that, like even even someone like Daniel Apt, his, uh who is now not in the sport, but he um his contract was due to run out in july and i think the general consensus even before this this whole erupted uh was that he was not going to be re-signed um and so and uh, and so yeah with with the way that that's done it does free it does free up the opportunity for drivers to go uh looking uh, looking elsewhere and for Porsche it 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 meant that they could get neil journey out of the formula e car a little bit earlier than was expected. Um, I do feel for Neil because I mean he has had a pretty rotten career in Formula E. Uh, he, he had he he came in with Dragon in season four, and it was a tragic weekend. I think I saw a tweet from Hazel Southwell uh, yesterday saying that he said on that day that it was his toughest day that he's ever had in racing. Um, and yeah, this season hasn't been much better. I think I, he he may have scraped like a top. 15 a couple times in qualifying and then mate, and then done occasion, done had a few top 15s in the race but he hasn't scored a point and I think I think Porsche were always looking for um for someone else for season seven and um and they've gone for Pascal Vellan which um and something that I will adhere to um I know that we 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 are on YouTube, and there are quite a lot of YouTubers out there. Weirdly enough, uh, the YouTuber called Arava he revived his my driver career and put um and put Pascal Wehrlein in the Porsche for this season. This was something that he started doing two months ago. So I'm not sure how he keeps on doing it, but he does seem to have a knack of just predicting the future in uh, in 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 the sport. So it's 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 absolutely
0: insane. The thing that I found interesting, though, Jack, is that, you know, he's not potentially driving for the rest of the season in Porsche. He could leave and have to wait till season seven to actually start because Porsche haven't actually announced yet. That's the thing. Like, he's announced that he's left Mahindra, but there's been no official announcement from Porsche that he's signed for Porsche, basically, Verline, and that Neil Yani has left or what the situation is for the end of the season. So it could be that Neil Yani continues the rest of the season and Pascal Verline just has to wait till season seven starts.
1: Yeah, no, that that, that is quite possible Um, Yeah, I think I think it would be nice To have Neil Jani To complete a a couple more races Even though that his Yeah, as I said, his career has not been great At all in Formula E It would be nice to see him complete a couple more races Before um, He leaves the sport probably for good this time This is something that is Still unfolding as, as we're speaking Who knows, like but by the time this gets released, there might have been more stuff. But um, but yeah, as uh as we know it, it's it's um yeah it yeah Pasco Airline just won't race for Mahindra. I think it's more of a when, not if. When uh if um uh if um Verline goes to Porsche. So um so yeah it it uh it, it, but one thing for sure, it'll be nice to see him up against um. Uh, Andre Lotterer next year.
0: Obviously, it's a big move for for Verline. Like this is now him uh, like a factory driver at Porsche again. Obviously, he was at Mercedes. He technically like a factory driver there when he was at DTM, but now he's in an, uh, an official factory role. But what in terms of Neil Yarni, which is you know what we were talking about in previous episodes, and we mentioned it about rookies. Like they're not going to get the time anymore to to bed into the series. If it's not going well, then boom, you're going to get chopped.
1: Well, yeah, we've just with um, uh, with uh, with Neil Yarny, Yeah, it's been um, uh, it's been unfortunate for him. It means that he can't do it. Well, it's 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 looking likely that he won't be doing any more races in Formula E. Uh, I do think that there are that, that there will be a couple of drivers that are safe. Um, so someone like James Calado, who hasn't done amazingly this year, I, I still I still think he'll keep the seat. Um, and Nico e. Müller, there's rumours about Audi, but I I, I don't think he's going to go there for season seven. Um, uh, and and uh, and Brendan Hartley, who is a Porsche driver, um, has kind of been overlooked for that second seat at Porsche. But not but neither of them have done that well. I I, I believe that's all the rookies, um, uh, the, uh, from this year. But yeah, no, they um, I reckon that the uh, I reckon that Neil Yarn is the only one who's not done fantastically um i mean i the the, the others have not been amazing but that i i feel like they've done well enough so I, I don't think nico miller's got any points but he showed i think in marrakesh and mexico two fantastic qualifying laps brendan hartley got points in diria uh james clara got points in diria and santiago as well um uh, obviously not as good as his teammate mitch but um, uh but it's uh, but he i think he's still done a um i think he's still done a very good job for this season, and i think all of them should find themselves in a seat next year,
0: yeah, uh, but for pascal Wehrlein, if you know when this is confirmed like this is a move and a half like this is a really good move, good stepping stone for to for other things potentially that Porsche might be doing in the future and and he's got a top line manufacturer drive in a well you, he was with one you could say with Mahindra but we'll get onto that in 2 seconds but now he's with a proper top team you know going into the future
1: yeah Porsche has shown flashes of brilliance over the last season um and and I think that will only get better over over the over the coming years and we've seen it we uh, we've seen it with like Jaguar who came in in season 3 they um they had one rocky season and then they had, um, I think, uh, I think they got their first podium in season four, but then it wouldn't be until season f- five that they, I'm just making sure I get this correct. Yeah. Season five Rome that they won. I'm trying to think it was it season four, but no, I was there bird one. Um, uh, but, uh, but yeah, it, it, it will take time for the likes of Mercedes and Porsche, uh, but because it's Formula E, you do, you just don't know what's you don't know what's going to happen, uh, which 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 is what I love about this sport. Um, but yeah, no, I st- uh, I think that next year they could be fighting for the for uh, for uh, for the odd race when They they've shown this year that they've been capable of pole positions, like Andre Lotter in Mexico, and and Andre stood on the podium in Porsche's first ever race. And so I think bringing on Verline it does mean that they're going to have a stronger place in the teams championship because. Because the teams, because it's so competitive. The, uh, uh, Porsche kind of being weighed down a bit by Neil Yarny, So with Pascal Wehrlein in there, I think it's going to be even uh, I think they're going to be even higher up the championship order.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think, I think it's a very good move. I feel for Mahindra because what do they do now? Because obviously they need to find a driver. Obviously they've got Nick Heitfeld. That makes sense to finish off the season. You've got Sam de Jong as well, who's obviously another driver that's uh, part of the Mahindra program who filled in, you know, it wasn't Nick Heitfeld that filled in for the race at home challenge. It was Sam De Jong. So, you know, they could go for, for that, but you know, what do you think they're going to do for the rest of the season? Who they might field and, and, and going forward, who might jump into Verline's seat?
1: I think that for the rest of this season, uh, if I were to choose who to go in there, I would say that it would be Heidfeld or Sam De I think they're both uh they're both mahindra um drivers and so it makes sense to go for them and uh, it also eradicates the hassle of um trying to get another driver if uh, out of their contract if they still already have a contract for the rest of the season um and so yeah uh, and so yeah it would make sense to field one of those two drivers for the final couple of races uh, however many races that we do have when the season resumes and then and then for season, and then for season seven, um, sign someone because I that because I don't think they'll sign Nick Heidfeld again because um, because I think Nick's almost forty five or something now. So
0: I don't know if he's that old, but he's pretty
1: old. Yeah, um, but uh, uh, but uh, and uh, and Sam De Jong, uh, I'm not sure if they want to keep him as a as a reserve driver. Uh, I don't think that he would get promoted. I think that they'd go for someone else. I know that someone in our Formula E zone chat room on Discord, if you want to join there. I know someone on there, um link's in the description by the way, guys. I know that someone on there is um is uh, pushing Daniel Apt. Uh, I don't think Daniel Apt will be on the grid in season seven. I think he may return I think he may have a drive for season eight, but um I think it might still be a bit too early for season seven. Um I've I touted Oliver Turvey last night though. I think that I think if if Mahindra shove a contract in front of him, he might make the he might make the move from Neo to Mahindra, but at the moment I, I as this is so recent, I still don't really know what's what's gonna happen.
0: For me that like Oliver Turvey, I was literally about to say his name because I know we've hinted at it, right? And we're trying to say that he's not happy at Neo, which is probably a lie, right? But You know, we interviewed him recently and, you know, he was talking about that loyalty to Neo, Turvey. And, but you could tell in his voice, right? Like, when you interview Turvey, he's a happy chap, right? But on the subject of, you know, Neo and his loyalty and his future, it just didn't sound like he was happy, if that makes sense. Like, I was on the phone to him and I was like, this doesn't sound like Oliver. You know, this doesn't sound like what Oliver would say. So, whether or not he's in a position where maybe, maybe I don't know his contract, but maybe this is his last season. Let's speculate that this might be his last contract. He's been at, you know, I don't know how his contract works, but if he is thinking of, you know, my contract's up at the end of the season, like, I could jump into that Mahindra, you know, what is available? And I think this might stir some drivers who might not be happy in their seat in formulary. And... And, and then move into other seats and actually try and, you know, grab because now there's got a couple of seats available you've got the Audi seat, you've got Mahindra seat you know, and if someone leaves from one team to another then obviously other seats become available um, so obviously I think Turvey I think if you were going to go with someone in Formula E who might be easy to persuade to, to jump ship, I think Oliver would be the one because I think he's spent three seasons now at the back of the field and He shouldn't be spending three seasons at the back of the field. So, possibly he's the one. Honestly, I don't know. It opens... The thing is with Formula E, there's so many drivers, Jack. So many drivers want to get into this series, one way or the other. So, basically, Mahindra have an open market in in who they can choose, right? They can choose the best driver who comes to them. It could be an ex f one driver. It could be a F2 driver that's, you know, Luca Giotto, for example. You know, it could be anyone...
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, I think in terms of um XF1 drivers, we, we won't be seeing Sebastian Vettel in Formula E anytime soon. Um, but um, but yeah, no, it is it, 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 Mahindra can just choose anyone that comes to them, and so, and so, yeah, I think, I think it does make it rather exciting because if they go for if they go for the best option they can, then it, then it improves, then, uh, then it improves the caliber of the field again. Uh, I can't see any of the other f1 uh drivers uh over like the last few years dropping out oh, actually no sergey sorokin might be an idea because he, he did the he did the uh test in Marrakesh, i think and so yeah. maybe maybe that might be uh maybe that might be an idea for sergey to get the seat
0: no definitely as i said the the options are endless for me but you know what i want to say actually jack is what about Mahindra? Have Mahindra lost Pascal Verline just because of their name? Now I'm saying that because obviously Mahindra are a manufacturer. They're a team that are trying to fight the likes of Audi, you know, Porsche, Mercedes to become one of these big electric manufacturers in the future. And obviously, having a name like Verline really helps. But because Mahindra aren't that well known around the world, and especially to these drivers, you know, when a team like Porsche comes knocking, like even though they've got less experience in Formula E than Mahindra do. Drivers are just jumping because their name is Porsche rather than Mahindra.
1: Well, yeah, that's uh, that. That that's a hard one, Jack. I think you're being a bit unfair on me, just showing that on me. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think it 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 could have been a factor. It could have been a factor in the in in the in the Veyline move. I think because I think, and this is no disrespect to Mahindra whatsoever. They are a fantastic um, team, and they are proven race winners. Both. Uh, not only with Felix Rosenqvist, but also with Jerome D'Ambrosio, who almost found himself without a drive for season five and second race in season five, actually won the race in that Mahindra. Um, the uh, the thing is with Porsche, Porsche have more resources. So I feel like they have more opportunity to do better than uh, the Mahindra can. And, and, uh, and Mahindra as fantastic as they as they are, and they are, I believe the leading car manufacturer in India. I think Verlein saw the Porsche, um, uh, the uh, what what Porsche were doing. They saw uh, he saw the potential there, and I think that he can have a better career in Formula E if he moves to Porsche and maybe fight for a couple of championships. Whereas uh, with Mahindra, they uh, uh, I feel that they may have peaked with Felix Rosenqvist, and they might not be as good when it, um, uh, uh, well, they might not be as
0: good as they were again. Yeah, that's the problem, isn't it? That's the problem, like, and I've always said that about Mahindra, like, you know, at the beginning of the championship, it was very even playing field, even with the well-known manufacturers, and they did really well. Now that more money is going to start getting, you know, bundled into each project, like, where do Mahindra stand? No one really knows. Mahindra are an unknown quantity in that, because they could have the money you know, they could easily get the money and start competing with them or they don't. Just, they stay as this smaller manufacturer team and become that sort of midfield team and then if they can, you know, produce a good result, they produce a good result. Um So it's, it's whatever sort of direction Mahindra want to take really because when you've got Mercedes, Porsche, Audi, BMW, you know, Jaguar, all in the series, the, it is going to become more and more expensive to keep up with those teams and yes, you know, the cars are pretty stable um and there's not too much they can do with them but you know the money that teams might start spending on powertrains and and investing time and you know research and development into specific parts of that powertrain that's where mahindra may fall down but what i want to talk about the last thing on city season audi because i just i I think i was mentioning to you off air like nico muller right he was the one tipped to replace apt in Season 7, right? He's gone to Dragon probably to get a year of experience. Probably, you know, he's not been bad, but it's not been great at times as well. But obviously, Rene Rast is being talked about. Now, we still don't know the Rene Rast situation fully, whether or not that's for him to drive in Season 7. He is testing the Audi car alongside Lucas Degrassi with the Season 7 powertrain, so they're taking a Season 7 powertrain, so that's straight away for that two-year cycle to remind people um, that they're going to obviously make a new powertrain for season seven, but they'll have to keep that for season eight. Um And Rast and Degrassi is driving that in, and that's early July. But people are saying that, you know, Rast's decision on whether or not he'll finish the season or even go into season seven will depend on the formulary calendar, which was due to come out now on the 19th of June.
1: Yeah, uh yeah, I think for Audi, I think it makes sense to put runny rest in the car. Obviously, as we've spoken about, they're leaving, they're leaving DTM at the end of this year. And so they've got a whole pool of drivers there that they can, that they can, uh, that they can put in the car. Um, but yeah, it all depends on the calendar to see if there's any clashes with DTM. DTM have already released their calendar and they're starting, I believe at the Norris ring, I think this time next month. um, but yeah, um, yeah. I think Rene Rass would be. Uh, I'd love to see Rene Rass in Formula E. We didn't see, we didn't see his potential from uh, that one race in Berlin a couple of years ago. Um, uh, but yeah, I think with uh, with Nico Müller, uh, he uh, he he may have been the one touted to get that seat. That's why he got the Dragon Drive. But um, but it just. It just hasn't worked out so far, so I think maybe another season in the Dragon. Uh, I think uh, he has shown flashes of brilliance. He's, he he showed. Um, I think he got seventh place on the grid in Mexico City in the Dragon, which is the. Uh, and, and I'm sorry to say for Dragon, but they're out. But they are a back of the. They are a middle to back of the field car, um, um, unfortunately. But no, I think another season in in Dragon would uh, would be good for him. Uh, I and yeah, bring in, bring in Rene Raskers. he's shown in DTM that he is uh, that he is uh, a, a, a proven uh, a proven two-time DTM champion, and so yeah, and uh, and and I think it'll be good to see him in the seat for season seven.
0: Yeah, that could be one of the reasons why Nico Miller doesn't get promoted. You know, just give him another season, and you you never know what happens with either the Grassy or ras potentially maybe in the future, and I think it's the same with Brendan Hartley when we were talking about the poor seat earlier. Like, you know. Again, we don't know what's happening with Andre Lotterer. He's getting older. How long he wants to continue. Give Brendan Hartley another year of experience. And then you could put him alongside Pascal Verline in the future. So, you know, two teams there in Porsche and Audi. You know, having basically drivers they could easily pull forward in the, in the future. By having Muller and, and Hartley there. But I suppose we better talk about the race at home finale, basically. Before we end up the show. Because, you know, mental. Verline was leading this championship going into that final day with double points, and basically lost it through, again, just crazy driving standards um, going into Turn 1 round, round at Berlin, and, you know, Van Dorn is potentially one who goes on to win the championship, but that is the one that spins him round, because, like, six other drivers collide behind him, which then push Van Dorn, which then pushes Verline, and then Verline sends spinning, and in a 15-lap race, there was no way Verline was ever going to recover.
1: Yeah, no, it's it was um it was disappointing for Pascal because he, he he'd done such a great job on Saturday to take the lead in the championship, and so for him to lose it in that fashion, it was, it was uh, it was disappointing for him because um, yeah, I do think uh, I do think that he he had one hand on the championship after after Saturday, but. I think, yeah, t- t- turn one shenanigans, uh, uh, it-, it was unfortunate. I do agree with Stuart. It was a racing incident um, because, uh, well, at first I thought, oh, okay, this is Bohemi's fault um, for going into Van Dorn, who went into line, but then I just looked at the other replay and then the f- everyone just pile-drived into each other and it just spun line round. And actually, despite going backwards, I believe that he was still in about eighth Uh Cut, uh, going into turn four, uh, back uh, backwards, and then when getting going again, dropped to twenty-first. So, so, I think that's what um I think that's what um hindered him there. Had he uh, had he been able to just get away from eighth, he he might have he might have been able to clinch the championship. But um alas, no. And I think um I think Stoffel um did a uh, I think Stoffel did a fantastic job. Um, as uh, as well, and and is a deserving winner, and I'm uh, I'm very happy stuff won because I think he's the one that I called on Friday. I think you went Veerline, Jack. Um, uh, Will went Gunter, and I went Van Dorn. So, I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm very happy with this result. Um,
0: another one in the trophy books for your um your predictions. You should be amazing. I don't know how, how you're not a millionaire, mate. From all this, you should be betting away. And you'd be a millionaire.
1: So, 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 if me and Arav team up because he's 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 doing all the predictions driver wise, I'm doing the predictions result wise. I reckon that we could be millionaires. Exactly. Give me a call, Arav.
0: Yeah, I think (laughs) I think yeah, you've got a a fortune tied up somewhere, obviously. But I want to talk about the sim race, the challenger race. Obviously, Kevin Siggy won the prize, and that was the big thing that. I suppose we drummed up in terms of if Siggy did not win this, um, you did. Was it, you did. Yeah, it was
1: it was you losing it live on air that was pro- that's probably been my favourite part of this show so far.
0: Yeah, um, but it was good. It was good to speak to Lucas Müller um, on Thursday about you know if he was in Siggy's shoes and he was like, "Yep, I'd be scared because anyone could take me out." Like, and you saw in at the beginning like the attack that. Um, Müller made on on Siggy, like he was desperate to get past, and it could have just taken one tap from Lucas Müller, you know, and you know that could have sent Siggy round, like we saw Pascal Verline being sent round, and 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 obviously Müller wouldn't have won; he would have got penalty, but that means some other person who wasn't the top two won the prize. Thankfully, that didn't happen, but it was a good race. Siggy managed to then, you know, pull out a decent gap, and I think you know. Winning the championship, having how many points it was after Saturday's race, he was 53 points clear anyway. So I, I honestly think the right man won there.
1: Yeah, no, I can't, uh, I, I can't imagine what this show might have been like had um, had uh, Lucas Muller or Petter uh, uh won that, um, uh, well, uh, won that race. But, um, but yeah, no, he, uh, he, uh, he, uh, he does deserve it, and so yeah, um. Uh, so yeah, well done to uh, well done to Kevin. At the, at the start of the race, it did seem like Lucas Müller really did want it, but um, yeah, no, he he uh, he just he uh, he just missed out in the end. Um, one thing uh, one thing that I would just like to say about the broadcast um, in its entirety, uh, I loved the fact that Jack Nichols kept on looking at the YouTube chat, even though he really shouldn't have done. Um, and I'd uh, and 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 I'd just like to say on air if um if Jack Nichols would like to do carpool karaoke, then uh, I am I am I'm here I'm down for it. Um, <laughs> you can choose the music. We'll go in my little Scot Fabia. Don't don't mind. Um, yeah and yeah so.
0: Yeah, because of the reference to James Corder that he was getting. I don't know. I think that's a bit of a sting for Jack Nichols being referenced to James Corden.
1: He's, he's definitely skinnier than James Corden.
0: Yeah, I, he definitely is skinnier than James Corden, but like what, what are people trying to say? That poor Jack, like you're trying to say he's putting on a few pounds. I think that's a bit harsh. Um, but yeah, I think the right man won in the thing. And let's just wrap up, I suppose the race at home challenge. honestly, I was thinking to myself. Oh, I'm I'm in two minds about it. I'm glad it's over, because the racing was a bit rubbish, in terms of the FE drivers, you know. But at the same time, I'm gonna miss it, because it was something for me to watch. And I'm got i in that dilemma where I'm like, oh, it was I I was just annoyed watching it. But at the same time, like I'd rather have something than not have something.
1: Yeah. No. Um. Uh, yeah. No. It's 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 been fun. Yes, I haven't been happy with most of it um yes, it drummed up some drama with Daniel apt, which was disappointing but um but yeah uh it uh it will be a shame. To, it will be a shame to see it go but i I don't think many people will miss it uh it does mean that i that I only have one choice of watching something on a Saturday afternoon which is now the uh which is now the f1 rewind whatever they're doing i think the i think the f1 one is ending this weekend as well with a canadian race so um yeah it's uh, i mean that we are we are getting back to normality soon
0: i find it odd that the f1 race is they're doing it on sunday after because this week they'll be doing the le mans 24 hours so i'm like well you've just had all the drivers basically do a Le Mans 24 hours, and then asking them in the evening to come on and do an F1 race. I'm finding I think even Lando Norris when he said, "What is next week?" Um, I was like, "Well, we're gonna be." Pfft. That's that's gonna be a fun race to watch. Do
1: you know what this means? What does this? I mean? think this means that I think this means that because they can't get any of the drivers, they're gonna they're gonna invite some random people. So uh, I'd like to acknowledge uh, the F1 virtual Grand Prix, and I'd like to volunteer my <laughs> services. For the Canadian Grand Prix next Sunday.
0: Yeah, yeah, there we go. I think what a way to end. What a way to end. Um, so a few housekeeping things before before we end. Um, obviously we will sort of kind of come up with a schedule now of when we will post videos because obviously life is getting back to normal. So. You know, the daily stuff is ending, as 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 we have alluded to. So now that the Race at Home Championship, we're sort of going to look at a new sort of format to sort of bring you fe the FEZ show and keep it more to a newsy sort of theme. Um, Patreon, if you're really enjoying, loving our content, hit the Patreon link below. It really helps us out. Um, you know, it supports us massively. Uh, Discord, join the Discord chat. Don't remember to... Don't remember, that's a great thing. Don't remember remember to like and subscribe the video. Thank you so much. You've been watching the FEZ show. We'll be back at some point, probably towards the end of the week. We'll probably do another show towards the end of the week. Uh, But thank you so much for watching and we'll see you soon. Goodbye.